up, everybody? And welcome to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Sarah Spencer, although I got to introduce myself a little bit differently this time around. Um, I am, I cannot exactly introduce myself as Hawks Beat Reporter this time around because we're doing, we're undergoing a few little shifts at at the AJC, um, job-wise, position-wise. I'm not going anywhere. I am staying put at the AJC, but Someone else is going to be taking the reins for you. So today is going to be me introducing her, talking through kind of her vision for the beat. I'm going to be reflecting back on my time covering the Hawks, if y'all don't mind me waxing poetic a little bit. So today's going to be really fun. It's going to be introducing your new Hawks beat reporter. And if that's not the best tease I've ever done as host of this show, I really don't know what is. The Hawks Report is brought to you by Emory Healthcare, the official team healthcare provider of the Atlanta Hawks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A quick reminder that if you're listening to us for the first time, please follow us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay, here it is. Can we put, Jay, like, do we have like a drum roll? Lauren Williams is going to be your new Hawks beat reporter. If you follow us on Twitter, you already knew that, but I still wanted the drum roll for dramatic effect. Lauren, welcome in. Welcome to your show. This is your show now. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to get started covering the Hawks. Uh, This is kind of a little bit of a homecoming for me. Um, I'm sure some of you have seen. I used to live in Atlanta from about 2002 to 2008. And I remember reading the AJC as a young pup, if you will. And uh, I'm kind of excited to be on board and be back home. So I am so excited to welcome you aboard. I think it's going to be an awesome fit. Um, And again, for those of you, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you already saw this out there. But um, for those of you that that didn't, I'm going to be moving moving to cover college football It's going to be some UGA, some tech, but you guys are really going to be in good hands. Um, Lauren, I think what would be cool to do is kind of like talk through what your experience is covering the NBA and just your passion for like the NBA in general, because I know that's something that that I think is going to be one of the things that makes this an awesome fit. For sure. I mean, when I started, uh, you know, at MLive, this was my first big girl job, as I like to say. And uh, I was actually hired to cover the Lions, if you believe it or not. Um, so when the season ended back in December of 2019, obviously MLive didn't need three beat reporters covering the Lions. That's, that's and a lot for the Lions. That's a lot for the Lions. A I lot agree. in general. 
Um, and so they moved me over to the Pistons beat. And from there, it kind of became history. Um, I fell in love with the speed of the game. I fell in love with uh, the team a little bit just because they're such a dynamic group of people. And then Troy Weaver came in and completely ripped the roster apart <laughs> and there was a brand new group. And not to mention, this was all during the pandemic. So uh, it was quite an experience. And now I'm excited to cover a team that you know, is going toward playoff aspirations, championship aspirations, and they're a little bit further ahead in the rebuild. Plus, you've got a dynamic player like uh, Trey Young, who is quite the personality. So I'm really excited to, to see where I go with this and what stories I can tell you guys. No, he's Trey is very good for, you know, for advertising purposes. He kind of <laughs> he brings he definitely brings in some some eyeballs or some some ears because this is audio. Um, so so I think also a cool part of it is that you kind of are like coming home a little bit and there's going to be less snow. Um, less, less snow. Just how excited are you to be? Cause like we were just talking before, um, before we hit the, the green button here, I think it's a green button, Jay, whatever the go record button is. It's, it's a red it's button. Red. It's red. It's red. <laughs> anyway, before we, before we started recording, we were talking about how you're going to be staying with like your cousin while you're house hunting, which is always like stressful and everything. But I think, so I'm from an hour South. I'm from Fayetteville, Georgia. And I think like we don't, I don't know. Right when I graduated college, I was like, oh, I can't, I want to like spread my wings and fly. And like I did, like I moved, you know, and stuff like that. But there's something to be said for being close to, you know, home, something that feels like home. It's very, very special. And I think like at first I almost, I kind of took that for granted and I was like, okay, I want to move and do this. And that was great. But being close to home and family is really special. So what are your experiences like from Atlanta and just how excited are you to be coming kind of back home? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I moved to Atlanta back in 2002 from Kingston, Jamaica. My mom, she was getting her Ph.D. at Georgia Tech. And when we first landed in the States, we were in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I went to Stone Mill Middle School. I, I don't even know if that still exists anymore. And then when I graduated there, I went to Stone Mountain Middle School. And my mom realized that the commute from Stone Mountain to Georgia Tech was just too much. And so we moved closer to the city. We actually lived in Georgia Tech graduate housing. Um, there was an apartment building. I think it was like 210 North Avenue. It was right across from Bobby Dodd Stadium. So I got the chance to hear all the cheers and stuff whenever games were going on. And it was really, really cool. And then eventually we moved over to the grad housing on 10th Street. And then I went to Grady Middle or Grady High School, which is now Midtown High School. Um, so it's kind of weird to hear all the changes that have happened over there in the last decade and a half. Um, and when I was at Grady, they used to have that magnet program, the journalism magnet program. Oh, yeah, so that was yeah. kind of like my first taste of trying to get into the grad, uh, excuse me, the journalism world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just I ran cross country in Piedmont Park. Races used to happen in Grant Park. Um, I swam with Swim Atlanta at uh, Georgia Tech and did a ton of meets with them. So it's just, you know, I grew up there um, and then I eventually went to boarding school in Tennessee and then kind of made my way up north for college and everything like that in grad school. So 
you know, I'm really excited to be back in the humidity. It's going to be a lot closer to the climate of Jamaica, if you will, just because it's so much warmer. Um, We've got the humidity. humidity. Don't worry, that hasn't changed. That stayed the same. (laughs) That stayed the same. Well, that's good to know that there'll still be some familiarity when I touch down there in a couple of weeks. Yes, and I'm so excited for you to get here. Um, I I guess I kind of buried the lead. Whoops, because you're going to be continuing the podcast. Yes, which I was one of the most like common questions that I got when we were sort of like making our you know times like yeah announcements and whatever. Um. And that was one of the most common questions I got was like, oh, my gosh, like, are y'all going to still be doing the Hawks report? And the answer is yes. It is yes. (laughs) So tell us about what you envision for keeping the podcast going. And have you ever done a podcast? Like, what's your – and by the way, I had not. I had not done anything. I had gone on podcasts before and, like, talked people's ears off, as you can tell. But I had not – I had never like hosted or anything before and it's different, but it's great. So I don't know. What's your, what's your audio space experience? Oh my goodness. I have never done, I've never hosted a podcast. I've been guests on a couple of podcasts, but this will be my first time kind of delving into this audio realm and I'm really excited for it. I I definitely want to keep a lot of things the same. I think Sarah has done an amazing job, so I don't want to do too much different from there, but I'd love to keep talking to guests from the Hawks organization, whether that's from the front office or the players. I know you guys really love that, so I don't want to take you guys away from that too much. And I'd love to keep getting your guys' questions just because I know the Hawks fandom has a lot of people who are devoted to the organization. So I definitely want to get the fans component in there. And I'd love to just keep having fun with it. Um, And I'm open to thoughts from Hawks fans of what they'd like to see or hear, excuse me, because this is the audio realm, on the podcast. Um, (laughs) But it's like, it's deceptive, though, because I always accidentally say see, because we're looking at each other with the program. So I always am thinking like, oh, like everyone can see us right now. And it's like, no, 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 it's recorded. Like, (laughs) that took me a while too. Exactly. (laughs) So if Hawks fans have their thoughts on what they'd love to hear from the podcast, please bring them along um, just because I want to serve you guys at the end of the day. I think you're going to do an awesome job of the one of the most exciting things. The coolest things about doing this podcast was that it really did become like a little community. Um, like people would reach out and be like, Hey, like when's the next episode coming out? Or like, Hey, you should have on so-and-so on the program. And I would be like, that's a good idea. Let me ask him. Like, I really did get like a lot of ideas just by like people emailing me or DMing me or, you know, responding on Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, there were one or two times when, like um, where the media room is to where you walk out to the court and then up to where media seating is. Sometimes people would like stop me and be like, hey, like I like this episode or like, hey, what about this or whatever? And I like it meant so much because I was like, I think it took a while for it to sink in for me. Like, hold on. We record this thing. Human beings listen to this. And then we're, you know, it was almost like proof that like people yeah. were, it wasn't all like bots. <laughs> Just going into a void. <laughs> people are actually, people are actually like enjoying this and stuff. So I think you're going to do an awesome job, like taking up that torch. And I think definitely like Hawks community, Hawks fans, like I know y'all will do this and I know y'all are going to welcome Lauren with open arms, but definitely like kind of already did. Honestly, the response that I've received, um, and I haven't even 
gotten to Atlanta yet. I haven't even started the job yet. You're still packing. Yeah, it makes me feel. I'm in. It makes me feel like I'm in good hands, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm grateful that you guys are excited to welcome me aboard. And you know, I, I just, I just want to give you guys the best stories that I possibly can. So, what do you envision for? just the beat and covering the team and also I guess you know getting to travel because I know that'll be a little bit new for Mm -hmm. you as well yeah so at M Live, I didn't get the chance to travel just because I mean it's here in Michigan it's kind of a tier if you will it's Michigan Michigan State uh, the Lions, believe it or not. <laughs> the Lions um, come hell or high water. The Lions. Hell or high water. People will cheer for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Tigers and Red Wings and the Pistons are kind of at the bottom there, unless they're in a championship run. You know, as they know, we've they've seen three championships in this franchise. So there's still a good faithful bunch that follow along. And, um, you know, that was just not really a priority just because MLive serves the entire state, not just the city. So So travel wasn't the big priority. Travel was not a priority just yet. But, you know, I'm excited to kind of follow along the team just because you are able to build good relationships with the players when they're on the road. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know this this bunch of guys, Um, uh, you know, from, as I mentioned, Trey Young all the way down to Jalen Johnson and uh, the rookies and the young guys coming in. Um, See, Lauren, Lauren already knows her stuff, y'all. She's already talking about Jalen Johnson. Just if trying. I, just if trying. I had a nickel for every single time people ask people ask me about Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper more than like I, I feel like starters sometimes. Yeah, people are so curious about the young guys, but I know y'all kind of had you kind of had a similar thing in Detroit where like mm-hmm. everyone was obsessed with like Cade and yep. and obviously it's a little different because he was playing so much, but like yeah. it's still I a mean, team where the Hawks are still a team where the people really want to know about the young new guys. Well, you know, the hope is that they're the future of the franchise. They, you know, the hope is that they're they're going to be the cornerstones of, you know, getting them down to their playoff run uh, or their championship run, excuse me. So you got to know everybody. <laughs> no, no player is uh, unimportant in my book. Um, everybody has a story. Everybody has a perspective that makes them who they are. And that's kind of what I want to share with everybody. Um you know, they all have their interests off the court. And I feel like if you're going to get people to know who who these guys are, you kind of have to get to the core of that. Um, so that's that's right. kind of a goal for me. Right. And with travel, is it someone is it something where you're really excited for it? Or is it something because I know like it is exciting, but it's also like sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be home for like 13 days like what but it's also good though because there's no way to get immersed without doing it like there's really there's really no way to get immersed without going all in you know I have not I've only been uh west of the Mississippi once in my entire life no Um, way Lauren yeah the the first time was when I went to summer league last year Mm -hmm. uh in Vegas that's the first time I've been west so I'm really excited to see what the West Coast has to offer. I'm really excited to see 
um, what Texas has to offer. I've never been to Texas. I think the one time was just like a connecting flight through Houston. So I didn't leave the, the airport. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the U.S. has to offer. Again, most of the travel I've done has been up and down the East Coast. So I'm really excited. I, I don't think I can say that word enough. I'm really excited. Lauren really wants to convey how pumped she is. <laughs> I can see it. I can feel it. I can yeah. hear it. You will get you 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 will not be able to say you have not traveled to to west of the Mississippi or Texas after after next season. There are times when and obviously like I don't mean to say this like complaining because at the end of the day it's good. It's good to be immersed, even if it's tiring. But like you'll be in I remember I remember being in like Salt Lake City. Or and, and, you know, making the trip to Salt Lake City and being like, oh, I really want to see like the mountains. I wonder if I'll have time to do anything. And then, you know, you can only really plan like so far in ahead because the next few days are so crazy that you're not necessarily thinking about a week and a half, two weeks from now. And then I remember getting like getting uh, into an Uber at the Salt Lake City airport, driving to like my hotel and realizing seeing all the mountains in the background and then realizing like wait 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 hold on this is it's the second half of a back-to-back I'm not gonna have time to do anything I'm I'm just like going I think I went to I went to the hotel dropped off my bags got some food changed went to the game and then the next morning I was flying to it must have been Sacramento somewhere out one of those out west cities but the west coast road trips though are fun because it's it's just so different it's like everything from like the topography to the food it's just so different I don't know you kind of get to almost see like the I mean different like little you know cultural things too like it is really unique I agree um you know everybody on the Pistons beat kind of gave me their perspectives of how much they enjoyed those west coast trips just because you're not really going out there that often on your own when you I guess are an NBA reporter just because you have the opportunity to, to explore that on the job. So I'm, I'm going to try not to say the E word again. <laughs> Excellent. Ex- <laughs> Every day. No, it's excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, when we come back, I am going to ramble for a little bit just about how grateful I am for my years covering the Hawks. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all this possible. And 
If you aren't a subscriber, you can go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. And actually, Jay, I think I only messed up that really long link that I say very fast. I think I have only messed it up twice in podcast history. Is that correct? And we added a couple out, so that was that's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, did, you, you did great. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Lauren, prep. you'll have to, we'll, we'll, we'll get you used to doing the promos. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had to brag on myself a little bit there, but actually, like, that little line about, like, subscriptions are what makes all this possible, it literally genuinely is because everything that Lauren and I just talked about with travel that costs money when she's in Salt Lake City she's also got to like eat some food (laughs) she's got she's got to be able to like you know pay for that uber we could not do that with we we literally could not do stuff like that without subscriptions whatever I'm going to be doing with college football um obviously Chip and Ken they're still going to be covering UGA and Tech like I'm going to be getting to to innovate and help them out and do more with, you know, video, audio, we'll figure a lot of that, you know, stuff out, but I'm going to be doing stuff on top of what they're doing. So this is kind of like a luxury, honestly, that we're able to do this as an AJC staff. So, and it really is because of, of y'all and subscriptions. So I really just got to emphasize that and say, thank you so much. And I'm going to say thank you even more because like, I don't know. I just need, I feel like I need to take like five minutes. Y'all know I always go over on time. I'm watching it. I think we have enough time here. Um, I really have to say thank you to Hawks fans, like Hawks Nation, for being so welcoming and wonderful the whole time I was on the beat. I honestly got like a little emotional. It's a little bittersweet. Like as much as I my background's in college football. My my dad played college football. Like, as much as that's kind of my, um, you know, a big part of, you know, like, my interest and, and my passion, it does, like, I was getting so many messages about, like, oh, my gosh, like, we'll miss you or, like, you did a good job or just, like, you know, even just, like, welcoming Lauren. Like, the way you guys, I don't know, the last few days have been a little bit, like, emotional bittersweet but also emotional in a good way because I could tell that people were just invested and just awesome and I don't know I just I find that to be I don't know it it was unique it was really special um I got some messages from people that were just really nice and like again going back to like when people would stop me to ask about the podcast or whatever I'm like oh my gosh like human beings human beings in the wild are like listening and like reading. um, And I know people are reading, uh, you know, because I'm covering something that they care about. But I think when you do that and, and hopefully do it well, because Hawks fans definitely deserve someone who's going to do it well, which obviously Lauren is going to do. And I hope that I lived up to what, you know, the Hawks deserve, what the league deserves and what obviously fans and readers and listeners deserve. Um, And I had a blast doing it even though there were some I will not lie to y'all there were some 10-day road trips where by day eight or nine I was like man I should have packed more really need to do laundry I've worn this sweatshirt like five times I'm a little tired (laughs) but it's you know I got to be so immersed and I just am am really grateful for the experience I had a great three years on the beat covered the team during sort of an interesting point in time um, you know, went through a coaching change, uh, went through the pandemic as we all did. And there were definitely a lot of barriers and stuff with, with access that was atypical. 
because we had never gone through something like that. And then trying to cover the team during like one of its best years in franchise history, but with those, um, you know, limitations sort of was, was a, a challenge, but also it was amazing to get to see that, to get to watch that. Um, and I think that's also something I wanted to touch on was the way the Hawks, especially this past season, once stuff had opened back up a little bit, um, I really got to say thank you to the the team too for being you know accommodating, um, and to the players. I, I wanted to talk about players real quick, um, even as it relates to this podcast, but just in general too. Like, I really I don't think I'll ever stop getting a kick out of like even Jay. Like, remember John Collins being like our first guest, and like that I could not believe how much I could not believe our luck at how candid and awesome John was for episode one. Like, he didn't even have a mold for it. He just, like, came in and, I don't know. He set the mold. He set the mold. (laughs) He really, really set the mold. Like, he just came in and decided, like, I'm going to give the best interview ever. John has been one of the most, like, media-friendly, funny guys. Like, he will always just sit and talk talk to you about, like, you know, basketball, life, whatever. Like, he's just – he'll – I don't know. He'll, he's very, very gracious with his time. And he was definitely for episode one and just in general. Um, Kevin Herter is another guy who's just like overwhelmingly media friendly. Won the Seiko Smith Award. Very justifiably so. Like I voted for him. Always willing to answer like hard questions too. A lot of times if there was, if something was going wrong, is like, okay, this might be a Kevin Herter question because he can address things really well. Um, not saying it's like on him, but saying, you know, like sometimes he can address those team wide things really well. Um, Kevin was a guy who, well, is a guy, was for me, <laughs> is for is for Lauren, presentance for Lauren. Kevin's a guy who, like, you could just go up to it, shoot around. And, again, this speaks to the Hawks being media-friendly and being pretty open. Like, you could just go up to Kevin and shoot around if he was, you know, sitting on the side chairs, courtside chairs, and ask him pretty much anything about the team. But also, like, I remember when the Braves were making their run – and obviously he's friends with Ian Anderson. I would ju- we would just sit there and just talk baseball, you know. We would just like, sit there and just chat. Um, Trey, Trey Young, for being a star, a lot of stars are not very accessible. It's kind of hard to, to talk to those guys um, casually because so many people want to talk to them that sometimes it's like, oh, boy, we need, like, a whole press conference, you know. Um, Trey's another guy who, if you went up to him at shoot-around and was like, hey, do you have a minute or two? I don't think he ever, ever said no my whole time on the beat. Um, he was always like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, Sarah. Like, I got you. You know, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, Bogey is that way. Um, Clint Capella is definitely that way. I just, again, y'all, sorry to ramble. Um, I just, there's a lot of guys on the team who I'm very grateful for because they were so gracious with their time and, Sometimes they didn't exactly have to be, you know, like they don't have to sit there at length. I mean, Bogey's another guy who we had on the podcast, Jay, and that that might have been. Do you think that was one of our best episodes? Bogey was uh, pretty spectacular. We got a lot of insight. Um, and if you missed it, we did some of our best stuff uh, earlier this month, just giving us terrific insight on the on the challenges and the total difference between a player playing in Europe and then playing here. And he he talked about the fact that his jump shot when he got to the United States is not the same one he has now. He, he told this whole story that actually ended up 
It was so funny, y'all. I ended now. I'm just like waxing poetic, but I did give the caveat at the beginning of this episode. So you I don't did. know if y'all want to fast forward these past few minutes. I understand. Um, but we Bogey said uh, he told this whole like epic story about his jump shot and his release, and he was like, "Yeah, I came over from Europe, and I was like the shooter, and then my first practice here, I didn't take a shot, and then my second practice, I didn't take a shot." And everybody's like, what's happening? And he had to, like, <laughs> fix his release. I don't know. He just, like, told this whole story. Like, sometimes I feel like the Hawks, a lot of the guys who I'm talking about who are, like, so media-friendly, and honestly, the whole group was. Like, DeLon Wright was. Like, a lot of these guys. The whole team. I don't mean to single out just a few because the whole team is great. But these are guys who are maybe just, like, standing out in my mind right now. Um, they would come on the show, and I'm like, y'all don't even need me to, to moderate. Just Y'all just take it. I'll just, just have you guys talk. <laughs> Just talk. I'll give you maybe like a bullet point outline. You don't even need me. Um, but yeah, like DeLon Wright too, another guy, like one of the nicest like players you'll meet. Um, so I don't know. I guess I just wanted to take a, a minute or two to sort of to brag on, you know, some of the players and also people with the team. Steve Coonan, CEO, has been great to work with. So many, I don't know. I, I'm missing people. I'm really sorry. It's hard to... I'm going off the cuff just rambling, um, looking out my window here. Um, so I know I'm missing some people, but I just ha- I just want to emphasize that it was a good – covering the NBA was very good to me, and I hope that I was, you know, good to it too, as good as, as, good as y'all deserve. So I'm just really grateful. And, Lauren, that's probably a lot for you to just <laughs> take in and listen to and just – I'm really just bored, Lauren, here. But no, no that's what's, not that's at what's all. in store. <laughs> I was just nodding and agreeing with you, especially as you talk about, like, NBA being welcoming. I don't know. I just, when I when I moved over from covering an NFL team to now covering an NBA team, I just have to say it was, it was almost a night and day difference with how welcomed I felt as a media member, just because... I don't know, I guess when I was on an NFL beat, I felt like everything, and maybe it's just a team thing, but I just felt like everything was so secretive. Everything was like top secret. You couldn't ask certain things. Guys were super protective. Yeah, and it felt like I was doing an inquisition anytime I did an interview. Whereas Mm. on the NBA beat, it was just, you know, guys were super open. Obviously, if there was something they didn't want to talk about, they would let you know, but... You know, they were very personable. And anytime I had an interview, it just felt like a normal conversation. It didn't feel as though I was pulling hairs or anything like that. So I just, yeah, I completely agree. Maybe it's something about like, because obviously NFL rosters are so big. I don't know. And I haven't really covered the NFL very much. So I, I don't know. But may, and NBA rosters are, you know, being smaller. Yeah. And I mean, there's only, there's only five guys on the court you know, so maybe, maybe there's something about it. It almost seems like the structure of the sport itself lends itself to being a little bit more personal. Maybe. Um, I don't know, but I, I definitely felt like, I definitely felt like there were, there were so, there was so much to cover, especially when the Hawks started, you know, getting hot and going on their run and everything. And I just, I just really hope I really hope I did it justice. So I think you did. I think you you did. And this podcast was like, I, this this has just been awesome. It, I, I really think it gave people another medium, you know, to kind of talk things through, 
um, I don't know. And I'm sure you'll be able to take it to even another level. Like there's probably more that we could do and more that we could like innovate, but just getting it off the ground was really, really awesome. And I think a lot of the, the interviews that we had, um, helped it, helped it get there. But I, I also have to ask you though, um, not that it, not that people don't want to listen to me ramble for another 10 minutes, but, um, I got to ask you just your, I know you talked a little bit about, you know, obviously like Trey Young being dynamic, the Hawks overall from the outside looking in at this point, And obviously very soon you'll be on the inside, but from the outside looking in, um, what is just your, you know, perspective of, of the Hawks and, and this team? I, I, well, I guess we should say, I guess you got a loose start date. You're doing the uh, y'all. Lauren is doing this podcast before she even technically (laughs) has started. So that should that should speak to how dedicated and awesome she is. But yeah, let me just get your perspective on the team. You know, kind of from the outside looking in, which is where you are Mm -hmm. for now. For now. So yeah. So my official. So I officially won't really be starting until right before the draft, which, if you believe it, is kind of a crazy time to start because there's so much that I have to look into as to, you know, targets, uh, potential picks. And um, I know that they're at 16 and 42. I have to double check that. Please don't take that as gospel. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think this team is just really, really fun to watch, especially because they're one of the strongest, if not the strongest offensive team following uh, the regular season. I think they were like the number two team in the They're league second, offensively. They were, they were second in offensive rating pretty much yeah. all season long. They pretty much only trailed Utah. Yeah. And then obviously Utah kind of went off the rails later in the season. But yeah, right. they were, they were, <laughs> they're always, it's going to be hard for the Hawks to not be extremely, extremely good, offensively good offensively when you have Trey leading the way. Exactly. And especially when, you know, John Collins comes back, he's going to definitely be another great person that Trey can target for passes and, you know, the fact that he's one of the top lob threats, I think, is really, really cool to see. But then seeing them on the other side of the ball, it kind of makes you go, eee. <laughs> the fact that they're 26 in defensive ratings. So, you know, I, it'll be interesting to kind of see whether they bring in another defensive savvy veteran because they brought in DeLon Wright um, last offseason. So I wonder if they'll bring in another free agent who is uh, pretty strong offensively or if that's something that they're going to really consider when they're drafting, you know, younger players or people in the draft this year. If that's something that they're going to look at is how how great are they defensively? Are they an elite defensive specialist? I mean, obviously you want somebody who can score the ball, but you definitely need people who can defend, especially along the perimeter. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of become a little bit more of a balanced team. So, yeah, so that'll be something that I'm definitely going to ask when I get on the job is kind of what they're looking at um, as far as targets. It is a good point, though, that like the roster that I like some of the guys that I've mentioned, you know, by name, the roster as a whole, it might not be the same for you, you know, when you come in this well obviously before next season but you know setting up the roster for next season it might not be the same because the Hawks obviously need to make some changes to get where they want to go because I mean they just got you know taken to town by Miami yes and (laughs) the one good thing and we've talked about this on this podcast before but maybe the one good thing good or at least informative about that loss to Miami is that it really showed the Hawks what they need 
And namely, they need, you know, kind of another go-to ball handler dynamic guy to take some heat off Trey when teams are gunning for Trey the way that they do. They need more defense and they, gosh, they need more physicality. They kind of got pushed around by Miami. And you hate it that Clint and John were were injured for that, but still you got to be able to, you know, guys are going to be injured at some point. You, you know, you got to have the you roster have to be able depth. to withstand that. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You got to have so. some depth defensively. And uh, I think one of the interesting things too is like, as cliche as it's that, just to touch on your point, defense wins championships. Mm. Um, the fact that Nate McMillan's going to love you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love you. <laughs> Well, I think if you're kind of watching the the playoffs, I mean, look at how Boston was able to come back against Golden State. I mean, mm. they did that defensively. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's kind of a top priority for them is, as you mentioned, another ball handler um, who can take the pressure off and then uh, another guy who is defensively minded. And I'm curious, Sarah, um, for you, where do you see them making the next leap next season well so I think that um when you when you look at this past season um it's so crazy to me still and I know that he ended up playing but the Hawks actually DeLon Wright was out of the rotation at one point and then it didn't last because guys got hurt and then it didn't last because he was helping them and he was going to play either way And the more that DeLon Wright played, he really did bring some scrappy defense that they needed. And he's not a guy who's going to score a ton for you usually, but the Hawks can already score. It's not necessarily, um, that's not necessarily their weakness. What they need is, and I mean, you know, going back to physicality, some wings who can get to the rim and, you know, finish at the rim, drive through traffic, that that kind of thing. So I think I see what I see this team needing. It's hard to even say what the team it, – it's hard for me to look past, look to next season because I just think it's going to be – it's going to be a different group because I do think they're really going to need to make some changes. I think you saw some stuff this season where it's like this has to be addressed or we, we're kind of seeing your ceiling here. Um, so – especially again, when one or two guys are banged up, they weren't able to really withstand that. So I definitely think that this off season, um, getting better defensively. Yes. You need another ball handler. Like, yes, that's, that's a whole thing. That's very important, but just as important to me, if not more important because defensive issues have been a problem for so long, I think beefing up the defense and finding some physicality, is just so important because having watched that series against Miami and uh, yeah, having watched, having watched that, having sat through that, I definitely think that they, they kind of got pushed around a little bit. And I think people would, I think people watching it, it's hard to deny that they got pushed around a little bit. It's funny that you brought up DeLon, right? Actually, I just remembered he played for the Pistons at the beginning of last season before he got traded to Sacramento. So I think when given the latitude, he could be uh, a scorer. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, you You know. You have to get the minutes to do that. Exactly. Otherwise, it's it's hard to like, it's hard to just like come in and come out and come in and come out and, and not be able to get into a rhythm. Okay, so I think... I think that's probably we're, we're probably running out of time, right, Jay? You know, I always go long. Yes, we can wrap it up. Here. Okay, okay, 
Okay, Lauren, anything else you want to touch on? Did we get pretty much everything we need to say as far as bringing you on and sending me off? Uh. I think so. I think I just want to, again, thank everyone for welcoming me in with open arms. And I'm excited to get started. There's that word again. Um, and, you know, I'm glad to be able to still call Sarah a co-worker. Um, so she's not going to go far. Yes, I'm not leaving. I'm I'm staying put. It sounds like I'm like moving, you know, like across the globe. No, I'm staying put. I'm I still work for the AJC. I'm just moving to college football. But one last time, thank you so much to everyone who has listened to this podcast, subscribed to this podcast, follow this podcast. Um, it really means the world to me. It like it really does. Um, it is it is so cool that we were able to do this and get this off the ground. And now you guys are in such good hands with Lauren taking over the beat. Thank you guys to everybody for, you know, who's already like supporting her, following her, everything like that. Continue to do that. If anybody out there is also like a UGA fan or a Georgia Tech fan, football fan, um, I will try to do my best to make you guys proud on those beats as well. Okay. I got to wrap it up. Ah! I feel like I'm like procrastinating because it like feels so weird to wrap this episode up. Okay. Please don't forget to rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. Thank you all for listening to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.